0: What's up, sportsballers? Thanks for checking out the latest edition of Sportsball. In this episode, Andrew and I discuss the Major League Baseball playoffs, as well as the first-ever cycle hit for in Major League Baseball postseason history by Brock Holt of the Boston Red Sox. We also take a peek at the latest in college football, uh, is Texas back? Auburn and UCLA certainly aren't. Uh, who are the bigger, uh, biggest movers and shakers this week? Uh, and a look at, um, will UCF make the playoff if they continue the, uh, country's longest unbeaten streak? And then we finish up with just, just an amazing, um, kind of feather in the cap of Drew Brees, just uh, setting the NFL all-time passing record this past weekend. Uh, Take a look at his career, some of his crazy stats, NFL records, and uh, the like. So stay tuned, and make sure you listen all all the way to the end, as uh, Andrew has a bit of a challenge for all of our listeners. Enjoy the episode, and thanks for listening.
1: Hello over there. Mm,
0: Greetings, sir. How are you?
1: Doing well. Watching um, what appears to be some NBA preseason basketball between the Chicago Bulls and the Indiana Pacers. How's that going? Uh, Chicago's up 14 with a minute to go. Does Chicago have, okay. does Chicago have Derek Rose? No, he's uh, he's long gone. Is he officially no, retired? No, they traded him.
0: Um, and he went, I
1: think, to... The Knicks, if I remember correctly. This can't be uh, opening night, is it? We we have the uh, um, uh, Lakers and uh, Warriors coming up next.
0: Yeah, I think the preseason is officially over. I can, I don't know my NBA. Uh, I have not been paying attention to the preseason at all, so who knows?
1: This wasn't on the show sheet, yeah. so um, I'm really I'm really derailing us from was Right out of the gate, uh, it's like when a jockey falls off the horse before they're even out of the the first stretch. It's all yeah. good. It's you know, I'll forgive you. But uh, there's a lot else happening this week. We've uh, playoffs, baseball playoffs, which have been. Um, I, don't know, I found them to be fairly under fairly underwhelming. Uh, we had two sweeps. And the Dodgers beat the Braves in a fairly underwhelming series. And then the uh, Red Sox disposed of the Yankees pretty quick. Although last night was a little dramatic when um, Craig Kimbrell Kimbrell, uh, nearly blew the save and gave up two runs in the bottom of the ninth. So I hope these uh, ALCS series were a little more exciting. I think they will be. I think that Astros-Red Sox series will be really good. I think the the Brewers-Dodgers will be good, too. but, yeah, those, this first week was um, a bit of a dud, and that's not really what baseball needs. They, they need some, some excitement. Yeah, well,
0: here's, here's all I'll say about Craig Kimbrell is, I don't know what stressed me out more. Him almost blowing the save or that ridiculous arm-dangle stance he does for, like, seven seconds before going back to position on the mound.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what coach ever told him that was a, a good like idea. He, it's like bake. he's doing,
0: like, the robot and gets stuck in this really awkward position. And he just, like, stares at the catcher for, like, it's like an awkward, like, seven seconds long.
1: Well, that's a bitch of the uh, tremendous amount of energy he wastes uh, just going through that motion. It's, it's weird, yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about,
0: just Google Ke-
1: Craig Kimbrell. Um,
0: Delivery, and hopefully you'll you'll see what we're talking about. It it's like disconcerting
1: to watch. I should um, I should maybe just do the rest of the podcast with my right arm up and see how long I. can if, last. if you should do that, and if you make it to the end of the episode, I'll do something special for you. I'll be sore, but his uh, his teammate Brock Holt he he gave us the first cycle in Major League Baseball postseason history, which is fairly. Amazing that it never happened before. Yeah, it's um, when I read
0: that, I was shocked. Like, the cycle is a very rare thing to happen, but first ever in baseball. I don't know how many records there are left that no one has, you know, or feats that no one has done yet. Like, they're, they're very, very rare for at this day and age, especially with a sport as old as baseball, that's documented as far back as baseball is, that there's still a first to be had.
1: Yes, and t- as we discussed in the last episode, the, the approach to pitching, you, you're not seeing a pitcher three times anymore. Oh, yeah. um, so he, he I, I, we don't have in front of us how many pitchers he did this against, but I'd venture a guess that it was at least at least three of the four hits came on different well, pitchers. Well, and his last so. hit, which
0: was in the ninth inning, he hit the home run and he was uh, going up against Austin Romine, who's a field player. That's The Yankees were so depleted with pitchers that they put a uh, field player on the mound over the ninth inning just to eat those pitches. And so they asked uh, Brock Holt about it after the game, and I love this quote. He said, I needed a homer for the cycle. I kind of scooted up a little bit in the box. Uh, I kind of figured I'd ground up to first, but it worked out. Like, Here's a professional athlete you know, playing, obviously at this point, the game, you know, didn't really matter, but playing in the postseason against your historic arch rivals. And he's like, I'm just going to go for the homer. I figured I'd ground out to first, but hey, you know, it worked out like it's so easy to think of baseball as like this precision. You know, everything is studied in detail with the sabermetrics and the money ball and, you know. Scouting reports on what pitchers do, on what count, and who's on base, and all that stuff. And he just went up there and gave it the old college try. Like, <laughs> and he yep. hit the first ever choker up and scoot up. Yeah. And it's yep. just like, you know, short portion right field. Like, yeah, I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. Like, that's just such a refreshing thing to hear, like an honest answer from an athlete. And just like, yeah, I'm just going to go for it. I just, it made me laugh when I read it out loud. or when I, It made me laugh out loud when I read it because. That's not usually the answer you get,
1: you know. Right, absolutely. So when do when do we finally get the uh, this championship series here this this weekend? I'd, I'd imagine those games get started because we we should have some game fives tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, so that'd be Thursday. So yeah, I think the ALCS should NLCS should start Saturday night. Yep, uh, actually they're gonna start game one. Uh, yeah, because the, night, the division night. series is best of five. Yep. So the, the Dodgers and the Brewers get started Friday night at seven and then uh game two on Saturday and then game one of Houston and Boston uh eight o'clock Eastern. Check your local listings. So yeah, off off we go. Um like I said, hopefully these uh these playoffs turn around because that that first uh first week oof, after those uh after that wild card round, this quick wild card games, yeah, that this week was um extremely underwhelming in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's fair.
1: What uh what direction would you like to go next? Would you like to go to amateur football or professional football?
0: Uh let's do amateur football and close on professional <laughs> cuz I have some things to say about the our NFL topic.
1: All right. So the headlines of the week um Really the, the probably the most notable win is, is Texas victory over Oklahoma on Saturday in the Red River showdown, which uh begs the age old question, Cam. Is Texas back? Uh no. I mean
0: they they very may well be at the end of the season, but one win uh a college football powerhouse does not make. Um it's going to take multiple wins over teams like this the rest of this season, if they're even on their schedule, which if it's conference play, they're really not because Oklahoma's the big, big horse in the big 12, um, a couple other decent teams, but it's not, you know, the big 12 back when Mack Brown and Vince Young were running things. Um, so yeah, this is definitely a step in the right direction, but I'm not ready to call that one yet. I want to see this this year and next year and the year after that and have them winning some meaningful out-of-conference games as well.
1: Yeah, and I don't know how much of it was a, a trap game, but you have to – it kind of goes forgotten that a, a week prior, just down the road from – in Manhattan, that was a 1914 victory over K-State, a a bad K-State team this year. So – um but but they did beat T- TCU thirty one sixteen USC thirty seven fourteen in that bad loss and kind of odd circumstances with all the rain delays in week one against Maryland. But the uh, rest of the schedule, they get West Virginia at home. They got to go two Ames, which um, Iowa State did beat Oklahoma State on the road. Um, so excuse me, Iowa State's at home. Well it's in it's in uh, Austin, but. Yeah, so my kind of threshold for being back for a team is um, two playoff bowl appearances, preferably back to back. So, you know, by Wow, that, your standards are higher you know, than mine. Well, I think for a team to be back to the level that they, they should be back at where they were in their the really the 2000 to 2010 that that's where they have to be i, I don't think michigan's back um and, until they until we see some sustained success i i think no, that's you're... what qualifies well yeah. qualifies you as being well, back if we're
0: talking about programs that have the press or the the pedigree that texas or michigan or usc you know or you know um Alabama, like, or Ohio State have carved out for themselves, Notre Dame, even. Uh, So, yeah, to to that point, yes, that upper echelon of sustained excellence in programs. Yeah, Michigan's not back. We're looking like we're on our way, but yeah, we haven't won the Big Ten in years, Um, let alone, you know, the most meaningful bowl game uh, was when we won the orange bowl Brady Hoke's first year against Virginia tech, who had no business even being in the orange bowl. Um, So yeah, no, you're right about that. I will concede that.
1: I was, and and I think if Texas finishes the season with a a ranking in the, you know, high teens, um, I think that obviously that they're making steps in the right direction. And then next year will be, will be crucial in the, the progress, but um, you know, until then, this was just a, a nice win against uh, an Oklahoma team that ended up firing their defensive coordinator 48 hours later. So, which is not
0: surprising. I don't know good. how he still had a job, but whatever.
1: Right. That
0: that should have been done a long time ago. That was nepotism at its finest, right there.
1: Yeah. Uh, two teams remain not back. Uh, one being the Auburn Tigers, who. Still, kind of haven't found their way after uh, really losing in the SEC championship. They've they've never really rebounded since then. They lost to Central Florida in the Peach Bowl, and then um, you know this year they took the the loss to LSU, and um, and then UCLA, zero and five starred under Chip Kelly, and things are things are bleak looking ahead on that Pac twelve. Yeah.
0: Well, so what's funny to me is. Wilton Spate transferred from Michigan to UCLA specifically for playing time. He started, I think, two or three games and then got benched in favor of uh, the current starter, who I think is either a redshirt freshman or a true freshman. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, So I kind of feel bad for him in that sense. Like, he grad transferred to the opposite side of the country so he could play another year. And he got, I think, into the third game and then got benched. So. But yeah, 0 five's five is not good. It's not about Wilton Spade. It's about the whole team. And you know what? What I found interesting about Chip Kelly going to UCLA from the get go is he's going to have to rebuild that entire roster from top to bottom because UCLA yeah. was a pro style offense. And I mean, it was yeah. Rick Neuheisel and then it was Jim Mora, those two NFL guys. You know, right. and Chip Kelly. He may not do what he did at Oregon 100% the same, but his offense is going to require, even if he does 75% of what he did at Oregon and 25% of the stuff he did in the NFL, it still requires completely different skill players than what he's going to get at UCLA uh, from what they had from previous coaches. So am I surprised at their own five? Yeah. I figured they would have won a few out-of-conference games, but yeah, I'm. I'm not surprised we're doing bad. I'm just surprised at how bad it actually is.
1: Yeah, and uh, his former um, offensive coordinator, Scott Frost, is also zero five. But I, I see more victories on Nebraska's schedule than I do. Or, or uh, UCLA is looking at theirs at California, then Arizona. That could be a win. Um, oh, Mike. Uh, Someone? Sumlin? No, someone's first name is not Mike.
0: Uh, you're th-
1: Kevin Someone. It's Kevin is in Arizona, Tomlin, and then Utah,
0: who's the Pittsburgh Steelers coach.
1: Yeah, I combine those two. Uh, at Oregon, at Arizona State, then UCS, USC, and Stanford. That, there's not, there's not a Bethune Cookman <laughs> on that schedule as there is on Nebraska. so yeah. Oh, well. Um,
0: now, uh, who who is currently, um, undefeated in uh, I think the longest win streak in the country right now.
1: Uh, I believe that would belong to Scott Frost's former team, the uh, Central Florida Knights. Yeah, and they're ranked like what 13th in the country
0: or something right now at five and zero. Yes,
1: yes, Man, they're rolling. Yeah, so um, nation's longest winning streak is, um, I believe, about. Yeah, eighteen games. They're at eighteen right now. They'll they'll take uh, nineteen this week in a a big test with Memphis. Oh, they can beat Memphis. Uh, yeah, they can beat Memphis for sure. But but you know now you you have to wonder. Um, you know, are are they in a position to to make a playoff? And I'm not sure what those scenarios look like, but. Uh, I don't know that there are any other quality wins on this on this schedule that could, could put them in that conversation. Well, and it's it's kind of in uh you know shows why Scott Frost left because they could have run the table again this year and and um been back in another game game of uh, or, or playoff mm-hmm. bowl game.
0: So I think it comes down to what happens in Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State division. If we just cannibalize each other, we don't – Big Ten probably doesn't get a playoff berth, which is crazy, but it's also possible. Um, you know, if if everyone gets two losses in that division, then you're not going to put a two loss, you know, you might, because it's the Big Ten. But it also depends on who comes out of the Pac-12 Now that Oklahoma has a loss, they're not necessarily guaranteed a spot. Uh, And then ACC, um, you know, Clemson has question marks. If, you know, the quarterback can stay healthy. And if he goes down, they're screwed again because Bryant's gone. But also, Miami just beat Florida State. And that game, I watched most of it was incredible to watch because Florida state was eating Miami's lunch all first half. It looked like it was going to be, you know, 49 to seven at the end of the game. And then Miami came out at halftime and I don't know what they did at halftime, but they came out like a bunch of angry grown men and put these children on Florida state in their place. Like it was, it was a complete, complete change in attitude and skill and aggression and they wound up winning twenty eight to twenty seven, so they outscored them twenty one seven in the second half to win. So, I mean, the ACC is wide open, so it's it really is you know how how the uh, you know the leaves fall, but it's not impossible for them.
1: No, and I think they have to keep beating teams. Their closest margin of victory is 20, a twenty point win over Florida Atlantic, fifty six to thirty six. And then you have to score fewer than thirty eight points in a game, so they're they're hanging points yeah um and, and playing well um It'll be those last two weeks um, against Cincinnati and then they finish up thanksgiving night with with the uh yeah. rivalry game against south Florida now I, I did hear some interesting speculation this week about the playoff where um one expert was projecting Tua would get a playoff spot and then Alabama would get another <laughs> playoff spot. So it'll be interesting to see how that how that shakes out if if the committee does in fact go that direction. That would be quite funny. Because I think we are likely staring at perhaps the greatest team we've seen in a generation. Which is it's just crazy to me how like
0: four or five years ago, like Trent Richardson, Alabama, Mark Ingram, Alabama, like those days, were like, Man, these teams can't, you know. There's just no way they can get better. And like just the the dozens of players they put in the NFL and now you look at this team now and you're like, Holy crap, this is this is an Alabama team that has an elite defense but also has an elite offense. Where it isn't just two or three running backs running down your throat and a play action pass by Brody Croyle. Like Tua is legit Heisman candidate front runner. Yeah. And they've never right. had that at the quarterback acquisition
1: at Alabama since Nick Saban's been there. So here's a a quiz for you. Trivia question. How many um undefeated seasons in his 11 seasons <laughs> has Nick Saban completed? Undefeated completed so including the bowl game. Yes. Uh 4 incorrect Six. 1 what? Yeah, people forget he often he takes a he takes a loss now. Um one of those is the college, the national championship game in 2016. So they'd won the Peach Bowl of the playoff and then they, they lost. I, I suppose that would be to Clemson. Um but yeah, he has uh, Oh, there's that
0: one year they lost on the the 109-yard punt return. Auburn that was yep. the one loss that year I think
1: but he has not had an undefeated season in nearly a decade 2009 was the last undefeated season 14 and 0 so th- yeah this team looks very much on that path um and I don't think there's going to be too much that gets in its way um and, uh, because I have to have something to hold on to you know the gold standard for probably the greatest team in the last or fifty years, most would argue it's the ninety five Nebraska in nineteen ninety five. And uh, this team is this team's on that on that pace. I mean this schedule they pretty much have to beat L S U and Auburn the rest of the way. Missouri at Tennessee at L S U. Mississippi State the Citadel and Auburn. <laughs> the Citadel.
0: He always has a total scrub at the end of the season.
1: Always. Yep. Yeah. So the best victory to date is over number twenty two Texas AM and that was a forty five twenty three 23 Rubby. I mean, unbelievable. Five five of the six wins they've scored greater than fifty points. And in the other one they only scored forty five. I mean, it just it's not even fun to watch. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. And they've actually their their crowds have been uh, he's been complained about the crowds because people aren't coming to the games because they are bored. So that's really funny. That's, there you go. You know,
0: too much of a good thing, right there.
1: Yep, we need uh need somebody to break it up. All right, that's enough of amateur football. Um, last topic, perhaps the most workman like. Quarterback of our lifetime. I I honestly had no idea Drew Brees was the, so close to the record than than what he was Monday night. But he uh, set the all-time NFL all-time passing record. Seven, nearly seventy-two thousand yards. He'll have seventy-two thousand yards by the end of next week. And uh, oh, he'll have
0: seventy-two thousand yards by the end of the first quarter. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah, he's at nine sixty-eight right now. You see, uh you're right. Two, two, three passes, and he's got that. But. He, I was thinking about this before we started. You you almost forget he exists. (laughs) He's so you you have so many other storylines in the NFL that are really crappy storylines. Um, you know, Brady is obviously one. Um, but you look around and you know the the Browns quarterback situation, Carson Wentz, Sam Darnold. um, Sam Donald, there's there's all the you know we hear probably about seven or eight quarterbacks a week, before we hear about Drew Brees like that. He just puts his head down and goes to work, and you have to admire. Yeah,
0: but it's also yeah one it's because there's no drama. Two, it's because him and Sean Payton have been there for 13 years, so there's not like the ooh the new like there's no sexy factor. It's just like yeah these two have been. So the, the difference between them. And Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. One is Super Bowls. Two is East Coast bias.
1: Yeah, but he's not in a he's not in a small market. No, he's not. Uh, but he's he's stuck down in New Orleans, and I
0: don't mean that like in a bad way. I mean that it's just it's it's the only like it's in the middle of the country. It's all the way on the on the on the you know southern uh, coast. The it's not. It's not New York. It's not like it's not on the East Coast, and he's not in LA.
1: No, you know what I mean. And and um and they haven't they they have they, they haven't yeah good. they haven't
0: been a playoff or a Super Bowl contender in a long time. But like Eli Manning gets more press on the for the crappy yep. Giants than Drew Brees does because he's in New York and because he plays for the Giants. Even though Drew, Brees, right. and, I mean, no shade towards Eli Manning. Drew Brees is way better.
1: Uh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, three seventy nine seasons, and then last year eleven and five before losing to the Vikings in the divisional round. But yeah, it's uh, we go back again. Uh, I'll give you this trivia question: when, What year did they win that Super Bowl? Uh, they won the Super Bowl. It was oh nine. Correct. Same year as. Uh, Nick Saban's undefeated Ooh, there's season a theme here. So, yeah, a little parallelism. I wonder what else happened in two thousand nine. We should look at look it up. I, I got married senior in college. Wow. I didn't even know my wife existed in two
0: thousand nine. Well I'm sure. I'm sure you're glad you know she exists now.
1: I am. It's been almost five years. What?
0: Oh, since you've known.
1: I'm like you've not been married for that long. Yeah. Don't even. <laughs> no. we been married almost three. Anyways, yep. Um, I think we should have a contest, Cam. This was not on the the board because I'm busy at work and I did not have time to update the board. We spent the entire day migrating to Gmail. Oh, gosh, so that was going to take a that was going to take like an hour or two, and took like six hours to learn everything. Um, you know, we're, we're always wanting people to call into the show. Of course, right? yeah. So I don't think there'd be any better opportunity for folks to call into the show than if they would call in with their best Pat Mahomes impression. (laughs) Have you heard Pat talk? No, I haven't. Alright, well, he kind of sounds like Kermit the Frog from West Texas um, getting over a cold.
0: That's really unfortunate.
1: I'm not even sure I can duplicate it. But I have to think we have a handful of listeners who can can give us a shot. So, call in if you've listened this long. We we commend you, but we'd like to hear your Patrick Mahomes impression. Big game this week against the Patriots Sunday night. Yeah, for sure. Oh man. So, real quick, here's how you, here's how you actually call into the show.
0: Uh, you need to if you're not listening to this on Anchor and you're listening elsewhere, like on Spotify or iTunes or Google Podcasts or whatever, you need to download the Anchor app, either for your iPhone or your Android, create an account, it's free, don't worry, it's fine, and then search for Sportsball, and then click on our show, and there's a, a voice messages button, and you can leave us a voicemail, essentially, and then we can play it on the show next time,
1: and you too can be internet famous. I'm glad you're here for the technical aspect, because they probably would have tried to Google a phone number and would not have found it. <laughs> well, you know, I'm probably better at that than sports commentary, so. I really want to give this a sh... I- I'm really trying to think of how to talk like him, but I, I- it's one of those things I can't, well, I can't you, do it.
0: You muster, you muster up your best impersonation to encourage the folks, and I'm just going to rattle off some stats from... From Drew Reason's career and from from this game because it's just it's too much to, to pass up. So he broke the record on a sixty two yard touchdown throw,
1: which is just that's how you're going to do it, right? Um, he that that's like that's like Derek Jeter retiring on the walk off hit. Yeah, I mean you can't do it better than that. Um, no. For that game, he hit three
0: hundred and sixty three yards, three touchdowns on twenty six of twenty nine passes. He has 499 career touchdowns, which is fourth all-time, and one behind Tom Brady. Uh, he's only six feet tall. He was barely recruited out of high school in Texas. Um, went to Purdue. Got drafted in the second round by the Chargers. And then in 2005, almost, his career was almost ended on a shoulder injury. Sean Payton takes a total flyer on this guy. Brings him to New Orleans. And now he holds the NFL record for most passing yards, most career completions, and highest completion percentage. He set the single season passing record uh, in 2011 with 5,476 yards. Peyton Manning passed him in uh, 13, and he is thrown for more than 5,000 yards five times—something no other quarterback has done more than once.
1: Which is crazy. It- He's 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 he's
0: prolific in every sense of the word.
1: Yep, and he's not done.
0: No, he's not. He's 39, so he's definitely, you know, on the back end of his career. But his arm still works just fine, as does his brain. So, now I gave you plenty of lead time there. Give us your best uh, Patrick Mahomes, Andrew.
1: Well, we just got a good win today. And, uh, yeah, I mean... I got to give all the credit to Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> uh,
0: that was that was wonderful. I uh, I feel blessed to have heard that. All right, now that Andrews made a fool out of himself, folks, it's it's your turn, and I will uh, I will do some research. I will uh, I will practice, and I will come back with my Patrick Mahomes next episode.
1: I'm looking forward to it. Next time we talk, we'll be just days away from the Hollywood Casino 400. The tickets are on the fridge, ready to go. Don't forget your 24 pack of Bush Light. I'm really going to try to record a segment this time. I'm taking my dad. He's never been before. I'm looking forward yes, to Yes, we'll it. have to get his thoughts. Um, well, that'll be after the thunder roll, rolls through his chest.
0: <laughs> and on that note, I think great.
1: He, This is funny. He didn't. I I texted him. I said, "Make sure you get your ear protection next couple weeks." You know, run by the hardware store. He said, "He seriously like he he didn't think he needed ear protection." Oh, no, he's in for a rude awakening. Well, it would have been a bummer to lose his his hearing at (laughs) sixty. Yeah, even I know to bring ear protection.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, Well, I guess until next time.
1: yeah, watch some sports. Surah. Mm, Bye. See you later.